So welcome back to uh, Chris C. Yates' podcast. Um, today we have uh, an amazing person who's been doing amazing stuff. Uh, I've been interacting with her off and on for a couple of years now. Um, she looks after uh, law enforcement. Uh, Sheepdog, her, her handle is Intuitive Sheepdog. Uh, you might know her, you might follow her, especially if you're a uh, first responder. Uh, she is all about looking after our first responders, both emotionally, uh, physically, and spiritually. So, um, yeah, she used to be a police officer, still is in the police officer field. Her, her husband now is a uh, state trooper in Maine, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. But she is Autumn Smith. I think I pronounced that right. Eh? Yep. <laughs> Close. You do good. You do good. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, but instead of me telling her whole story and that, I'll, I always find that it's better to come from the person uh, that the story is about. So, Autumn, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Let us know who you are and a bit of uh, you know your backstory and what you do. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be at your second <laughs> podcast episode person um, <laughs> that you uh, that you interview. So uh, yeah, so I um, I'm the founder of what's called the Intuitive Sheepdog, and so um, what that is is exactly what you said. So I look after sheepdogs uh, in the spiritual and emotional wellness area. Um, I've been a police officer since I've been 20 years old. When I was 27, I got injured uh, in the line of duty, um, and I was told I'll never be able to work full-time duty again. That was devastating, and um, I'm back in it part-time, but that's really just to maintain my credentials. I'm not out there working like the road or anything. I'm doing a lot of community policing, social media, and stuff like that. Um, definitely has a place. It's just not the same as out doing patrol, and any patrol cop will tell you that, and um and so essentially what happened is, you know, I went and got injured and fell into a really deep depression. I know you're familiar with that, Chris, and um, you face your own demons, right? And, um, you know, when you go and you're in this place, you just feel so alone and you, um, you don't really know how to get out. And the thing about law enforcement and first responders is we're all very type A personalities. And so we don't, we don't ask for help, number one. Um, we believe it's just us. We believe that we're fucked up. And the thing is, is like the culture itself isn't exactly supportive. And it's not exactly like, oh, I'm, if, you're, if you're struggling, I want you to know I've gone through the same thing because that's not how it is. Um, and so I kind of, you know, I figured out that, you know, I pulled myself out of it. I went down this really deep, dark hole, got, I mean, so depressed that I was not getting out of bed. Like my husband would, I just like, can visualize my husband sitting at the end of my bed and being like, honey, okay, you need to get out of bed now. And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, okay, well, you haven't got up in like three days. Like it's time to get the fuck up. And I'm like, mm, no, like I'm nothing. I'm not a cop. I'm nothing anymore. Like who am I? You know, because I'm your, at identity, the time. your identity was stripped. Though. Exactly. No, so true. And like, cause at the time, like I had, a, um, I was almost done my master's in criminal justice. Right. Yeah. So like, like all the schooling, all I've ever done, all I've ever known was be a cop. And then I get fucking told one day, one day literally, it just kind of happened overnight. Like, yeah, you're done. Like, because you might not ever be able to walk again, depending on, you know, if you re-injure your back. And I'm like, fuck, you know, shit. I'm like, who am I? And so I went through this whole like deep depression and then I um, got myself out of it. And how I got myself out, is, out of it is I leaned very heavily on spiritual principles. Um, yeah. Thankfully for me, I met Tony Robbins in my police car about a year prior. I know you're a big wow. Tony fan. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so thank God. <laughs> well, not like literally, like I met him in my YouTube, <laughs> but he, um, you know, he helped me and, um, but you know, I had to pull myself out of that. Right. And so then now I'm like, that's, what's missing. That's what's missing in the culture. That's what's missing for all police officers. And so um, I'm like you and we're doing a thing that is quite different and it is so needed. Um, And I know just like what you're doing, like I'm saving lives. And that means more to me than anything in the world. And it means more to me than having a billion fucking likes on social media. Like we're doing something that's different. And that's, you know, and that's really, that's what I do. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Doing something that's bigger than us. Eh? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, you, as you know, I talk a lot about why, my why and stuff like that. We'll get into that here in a little bit, but what would you, Autumn, what would you classify? Like, what would you define for you? Yeah. What would you define burnout as like, what do you, how do you identify burnout? Mm. Well, so with me, I always go with a picture in my head. And what I talk about, what I say a lot of is, you know, when you see a hamster on mm-hmm. a wheel <laughs> and it's not really going anywhere, but it thinks it's going someplace. <laughs> to me, that's what burnout is. Um, <laughs> you just, you're just fucking spinning your wheels, man. And you're not going anywhere and you don't have direction. And mm-hmm you know, and you're trying with everything you have, right? You're just, you're running and you're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, I want to do this thing. And like, whatever it is, like a lot of times for patrol, right? It's like, I want to be the best officer. I want to be the best cop. Like, I I just want to do it. I want to do it. And so you're spinning your wheels, but you're not getting anywhere. You're not getting anywhere for a lot of different reasons, but a lot of it, and my, my whole basis to what I do is I don't want officers to lose themselves. I believe that when you lose who you are and you lose deep down inside, you lose that connection, that's when you go on a slippery slope. And here's what's scary. Here's what's fucking really scary. They do not, they, that, they teach you to lose yourself in the police academies. They're teaching you across the world mm-hmm. as a police officer, no longer be that human. We need you to be this robot. And that's good for patrol, right? Like I can tell you in um, the US, our statistics have completely switched though. So the statistics, like we were having a ton of officers get killed in the line of duty five years ago. Now, now they're taking their own fucking lives. So now we're losing more officers to suicide than in the line of duty. So what does that tell us? Well, you're teaching us how to be a damn good cop, but you're not teaching us how to equally remain a damn good human. To, 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 dis, to, to, to shift it, almost shift that identity when you get on duty. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. When you get off duty. Okay, now I'm a human again. And I'm, you know, yes, I'm, I'm conscious of what's going on around me, but I'm not wearing my uniform. I am not right. that person right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, every single person, you know, as you know, I train people to get into the place as another thing. And every single person that I know that goes into police college within a first, within a week of being in college slash academy has changed their name on Facebook, has blocked mm-hmm. thing down. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, you do. But it's, it's literally, like you said, changing your identity. So that's totally. actually, yeah. Yeah. I can. You lose yourself and you go down the slippery slope. You know, when you, when you're very aware, when you have self-awareness, right. And you be, and you know who you are and you know what you stand for, it's a lot harder to get fucked with. Okay. <laughs> But then when, but when you, when you are wobbly on that and you lose that and you're like, shit, like, what do I believe in? The thing is, and here's what I think. 
because I think that we all need to believe in something bigger than ourselves, all of us. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm not saying you need to go believe in God. I'm not saying you need to believe in the universe. I'm not saying you need to believe in Buddha. I'm just saying you need to believe in something bigger than yourself because that gives you faith. It gives you faith. And in, in, in especially as a first responder, you need faith to get through the hard shit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what would you say, you know, what have you learned with your experience of, you know, obviously helping lots of people, but also things that you actually done, tried and tested. And I know you teach all of these things to overcome yeah. or prevent yourself from getting on that hamster wheel and feeling like you're going nowhere. Yeah. So again, like, so I teach my, I have a process and the process really starts, you know, with, we don't, we want the officer, we want the person to get back to who they are. And so one of the biggest things that I can, that would, anybody listening could walk away from and take the take away from this is you really need to be aware of your thoughts. What we don't understand is that we literally create our own realities. And here's another thing we don't understand, most of us, is that we think 70 to 90,000 thoughts per day. Guess what? We repeat 60 to 70,000 of those a day, right? Um, and so we have to become aware of what the fuck we're thinking. That's the first thing I have all my officers do. Like I teach them, they come into my program and like they learn, you know, they learn mind control. Mind control is huge, right? So mind control can be meditation, but something that nobody really talks about is thoughts. Mm. And the thing about it is it, it, it literally, it's, it just changes your life. And so what I have my officers do is I have them write them all down. They hate me for about a good week. They freaking hate me. <laughs> but I want to know what you're thinking. So yep. tell me what you're thinking. We, mm. we have to get in there. Um, and we do a lot of um, thought work. And you know what, Chris, is the thing is, is these officers, as soon as they start flipping these thoughts in as little as a day, two days, a week, they're having fucking crazy, crazy manifestations. Their lives are changing. Things are, I mean, I have officers literally manifesting money. I mean, I have three clients off the top of my head right now that have just messaged me in like two days and been like, yeah, I really wanted more money. And yep, mm -hmm, it's coming because I have this overtime. I got this, I got this, I got this. And like officers, it's so funny because people think that unless you're like an entrepreneur, like you can't just like manifest money out of nowhere, but it's not true. It's just what, what do you believe? If that's what you believe, then it's true for you. And so I've been teaching them to mess with their thoughts. And, and I'm like, they're like, Oh my God, like I wanted the extra thousand and holy shit. I got it within a week. I'm it's like, it's interesting you say that all like here in New Zealand, we can't do overtime, so we can't actually make that extra, but you can do the same exact thing here. You know, you can cash in your toil, you, you know, which is how often live. But you think about, I love that you get them to think about their thoughts because you know, I get them to shift their focus, which is mm -hmm. the same, thing. Thing. same exact thing, just different wording. And it's interesting because if you, like you said, you get them to write down their thoughts and, and, you know, manifesting money, how many cops have you talked to that, get pissed off that they have to do overtime that bitch mm -hmm. about it. Like oh, I've got to do all this. But then as soon as you get them to shift that focus to, I need more income. Mm -hmm. Now they're no longer. They're not mad. They're not mad. They're not, they're not draining their tanks. They're like filling it back up. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's amazing to see a, eh, when you just that one thing can shift thing. whole life. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Like I, um, like to, just to give you an idea, like I'm going to give you an example, right? So you, you're in the same thing as I am. We're in the coaching industry, right? And so I had an officer, she signed up with me and my coaching isn't cheap. My one-on-one -on -one coaching definitely isn't cheap. And she's like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign up for one month. 
right? Because I know that I need you, but after that, like, I can't guarantee this because it's a fuck ton of money. Like, yeah, no problem, but you're going to make the money. So don't worry about it. And she's like, okay. Within two weeks, she's like, Autumn, I just made an extra $2,000. And I didn't expect it. I'm like, yeah. She's like, holy shit, I can keep coaching you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You know and, what I mean? It's like, it's that simple. It's just so simple. And you know, for those that are like, oh, but it, uh, I'm not about money in that. It's, it's not just the money thing. It's the fact that that client of yours there will have shifted her outlook on work, yes. her outlook on life. Okay. And it's not, we talk about money because everybody is concerned about money, especially in law enforcement, first responders. It's always, it's a thing that everybody complains about. I don't earn enough. I can't yes. live. Especially here in Auckland, everybody's like, oh, I don't make enough. I can't buy a house or this and that because of, you know, all these things. But as soon as you shift that focus and shift how you're looking at things, and I always call it shifting a negative into a positive because you're mm -hmm. always kind of positive out of every situation. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's like you're, like you're saying, it's just shifting that, shifting how you look at things. And it's mm -hmm. amazing to see how, how everybody, how, it, how it's done and hearing it from somebody else doing it in a different way, the same thing in a different way, mm -hmm. how awesome it is to hear it, hear that. So that's one way that you can lift your tank up is, you know, fill your tank as I call it back up. I don't know what you call it, Autumn, but you can just, just by shifting those thoughts around things and manifesting and looking at something just in a different light, you know, almost tell me if you agree with this, Autumn almost taking yourself out of your body and just looking at it from a different perspective, thinking that you're just somebody else looking at it in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, we call it being a witness of our thoughts. You know, that's yeah. what I tell my clients. Just be the witness. And, and the cool thing about cops is like, we're pretty easily the witness. Like the thing about first responders is like, we actually can detach from our emotions pretty easily when we focus there, when we're like, oh, I can be objective. Fuck, I'm objective all the time. Like, let me just get objective for a minute, you know? It's just bringing, it's just bringing awareness to it. If you actually think about it, we're some of the best people to actually use our focus. It's just Absolutely. a lot of times it gets used, like you said in the very beginning of us talking here, it gets used to be a great cop, mm -hmm. not have a great life. Mm-hmm. Because you're trained on it and you do need to do it when you're on duty. You got to be focused. You're running on adrenaline. You're, you know, you're focused on what you're doing because you, you are a threat. People don't like you. Mm -hmm. And we've talked in the past about it. People don't like you 95% of the time, right. even if they call you. But it's then coming off, it's, it's then even then shifting that focus on, okay, I'm here for that bigger purpose, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. I'm here for that bigger reason. And why am I actually here? What am I actually doing here? Even though this person has called us and now does not want me to, does not want me here. Mm -hmm. What am I actually doing here? So this kind of leads me into my next question for you is what is it that drives you to keep doing what you're doing through all the easy and the hard times? Because I know we all have easy and hard times, especially, you know, running our own business. But even if you think back to, you know, when we we're first responders, in other words, like I, I simplify it down. What's your why? Yeah. Well, here's the thing is I have to say, I'm doing what I do now is, is tremendous. Like it's probably, it's just, it's just the most um, fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. It, it far fulfills even being a patrol officer. Okay. Cause patrol was not super fulfilling for me at all. Um, 
so this is like super fulfilling. Now it is probably by far the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I'm literally, and I know you can relate to this. I'm literally pioneering my own fucking voyage here because there's just not a lot of talk about it. Or there's talk about like, okay, we need to, there's law enforcement suicides and we need to save them. But, but where I'm going, which is definitely even just, it is different than what you're doing is I'm, I'm really coming at it from spirituality, right? So I'm like here. And the reason my why, right? And the reason why I'm coming at it from like that is because Chris, like I was talking to angels since I've been one years old. Okay. My mom, she's a shaman, very, very spiritual, very spiritual. And so like being in this realm has always been, you know, what has gotten me through. I mean, I remember being, um, I'll tell you like a little story. So I'm a second degree black belt in karate. Well, when um, I was when I was testing, when I was young, I mean, I don't know, but I was trying to go for my blue belt. It must've been like nine. And I failed. I failed that fucking test. And like nobody failed because sensei only put you in if you felt like you were ready. Well, I fucking failed. And I was like the only one at the school that had ever failed like that particular test. And it was devastating. And, and, you know, I just remember my mom sitting me down and being like, okay, this is, this is a very pivotal time in your life. And you have two options. You're going to either quit and walk away from this and you're going to regret this and this is going to shape you. And so essentially what my mom later told me, that was never a choice. She just told me that was a choice because she's like, I'll take that right the fuck off the table because you were, you were always going to go back and get that. <laughs> but she told me that and she's like, or, you know, you're going to, you're going to put your heart and soul into this. But my mom being my mom, right? And she's like, wait, when you put your heart and soul into this, you are going to talk to your angels and you're going to, you know, you're going to do some, like she'd do visualization with me. And, you know, my, my, my karate dojo would do visualization with me. And, you know, I really like kind of brought that in. Right. So my whole life, I was just always like talking to angels, bring your angels, you know, the universe has your back. I, I went to Sunday school. Okay. So it's not that I don't believe in God, but my God is, um, in the universe, infinite source of love. Like that's who my God is. And so, um, you know, and so I've always leaned really hard on that. Right. And when I went through my really hard time cross, when I, I mean, I literally thought my life was over. Like, I just was like, what the fuck, man? Like I was just felt like, you know, being a female in law enforcement's hard. Okay. It just is. I don't care what anybody says. It's fucking hard. And like, I just kept feeling like I'm like, geez, I'm getting dealt this raw hand and another bad hand. And then like, because I would have, I mean, I had supervisors that didn't like me because I don't know if you can probably tell through this conversation, but like, if you get to know me for just five minutes, I'm very type A, I'm in your face and I have an opinion. <laughs> and, and, like you know, off. Like most yeah, cops. <laughs> totally. I'm, 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 I literally fit right in with the cops, but because I'm a female, I'm a bitch, right? She's fucking, can't, con she's out of control, whatever. Even though my ideas were way better than my supervisor's ideas, whatever, but people didn't like that, right? So I just, I dealt with a lot of that. I dealt with a lot of sexism. I got, I got picked on awful when I was a cop, like just way beyond the ball busting. Like I could, I could take a ball busting just like any of the guys, but like they would take it to this next level. That was, it was sexual harassment and I could have had their asses on many different occasions, but I didn't. I, I don't want that. I just didn't want to be spoken to the way I was spoken to. Right. But anyway, so I'm just saying like, I just, I hit this really low and the only way I could get myself out of it was to stop going out here and reaching out here and reaching out here. I had to turn and I had to look Yes, exactly. I had to. I and, and I know you, 
And you did the same thing, but you did it. I mean, you did it differently than me, but you did the exact same thing. Exactly. Exactly the same thing. I went off and I did a motorcycle ride and refound myself by looking at myself and listening to my own thoughts in a helmet. (laughs) And, 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 you know, and that's the thing. So this is just a huge thing that I just want to reiterate and just talk about is we make ourselves so busy, you know, especially in a patrol car. I can tell you about how Americans police in a patrol car, we listen to the radio, we listen to the music, we listen to the news, we listen to anything that keeps our mind fucking busy and occupied. Do you know how many times I'd patrol with no motherfucking music, there would be no radio going because it was 2 a.m. and I would sit around and listen to my thoughts. And at the time, I thought that that was killing me because I had a lot of fucking bad thoughts, man. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to be doing this right now. Like, I don't want to be at 2 a.m. midnight. I'm like, I'm better than this. And I would break down. But the thing is, Chris, is like that is where my resiliency came from. And I knew that if I could fucking deal with my own shit, I could deal with what anybody else gave me, right? And so for me, that's really, that, that's my whys. I know that turning into me and leaning on me saved my life. And, and I know that it will save anybody's. And not only did it save my life, look at what I'm doing now. I'm actually having an impact. I've had multiple officers tell me, Autumn, because of you, I'm still here. You have taken the gun out of my mouth. Okay, I mean, that's this is word for word what officers have told me. I, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, as a police officer, I could not, I, I just, the, in, that I would not have had that impact on the people that I actually give a fuck about. I mean, I really care about cops. That's who I care about. Yeah. And that's just, you know, it's not that I don't care about society. I do, but like, I care more about cops. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you identify ones and your identity is still there. And, Oh, wow, that's yeah. awesome. So, so yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, that's some really good advice as well for everybody that's listening. doesn't matter if you're a first responder, doesn't matter if you're an executive, doesn't matter if, you know, you work at the grocery store doing checkout. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, flip burgers at Burger King or McDonald's. Yeah. It's the same thing. You know, we all go through the same exact stuff. It's just, you know, we lose our identity and we stop looking at ourselves. And, you know, it's interesting you say that literally just the other day I did that, like I was feeling the burn again. And I was like, okay, you know, with everything that's going on and my wife's in the, in the, in the travel and, you know, event industry, she's an event manager. So her industry is the first one to get hit. She lost three or four clients within a few days. So we're sitting there going, Oh my God, you know, and then with what we're doing, we know that, yeah, it can get affected now, even though it should be the last thing to go do is, you know, stop taking care of yourself. So I was like, okay, I need to go. And I went and did a motorcycle ride, you know, get again, get away from everything. You can't be distracted. Then I went out to a waterfall where there's literally no service. And I literally laid there for about 20 minutes, mm-hmm. eyes closed in the sun, just listening to the waterfall, just letting my Good thoughts go through my head and calming them down. Because you. as you said, you got to look inside sometimes, you more times than not. That's what the answers are, you know, that's, that's what the answers are, Chris. And like a lot of my clients, right. And my clients are cops and dispatchers, some, you know, correction officers. Um, I have a couple, I've got a couple of therapists, but you know, sheepdogs, first responders. Um, you know, one of the things as and the thing that I value a lot about what I do. Okay. Kind of toot my own horn. I don't do it a lot, but I will tell you from my experience, what I value about what I do the most is I'm not giving you the answers because I don't know your answers. I have no fucking clue what your answers are. 
just nobody ever knew what my answers were. Do you know how many times, I can't tell you how many times I felt like a person on the, her, her knees begging somebody to tell me what's the fucking answer. What's the answer? Just tell me the answer. Like I'll do it, but I need the answer. And I, you know who I wasn't asking the right person. Oh, <laughs> I, and that's, and that's, the, and that's the thing is especially first responders were really good at going, tell me what to do. hundred percent. You hit but it. Yet, but yeah, yes. we'll never actually say that we're asking what to do because right. we, we know it all. We, you know, it, mm -hmm. it, but we never actually look, I mean, everybody has the answers to their own problems. Mm -hmm. It's just in their own head. Mm -hmm. You know, you think mm -hmm. about kids. If you tell them what to do, they won't do it. You ask them what they want to do and they'll do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that one. Yep. So I know you've kind of already given us it, but what would you say is, you know, the number one piece of advice you would give to listeners who are either in a dark place mm -hmm. or, yeah, let's start with that one and then we'll go into, you know, people that are wanting to become first responders what you give them because you've got two, you know, we've got two industries yeah. there. But yeah. Also, two different spectrums. Yeah. Two different things. You're real passionate about the first responders. So let's talk about that because it goes for everybody. But also first, what would you tell somebody that's actually in that dark place feels like they're on that hamster wheel? Yeah. They get off the hamster wheel and how you get off that hamster wheel is you got to unplug. You got to get the fuck off social media for a minute. You really do. And, and you've got to listen. Here's the thing. I would love to sit here and be like, okay, just, stare at a wall, do some meditation and you're going to be fine. Right. Because I've had, I've had teachers tell me that I really have. I've had coaches tell me that. And I'm like, all right. And I did it. And I stared at a fucking wall and I'm like, this, no, you know, and, and the thing is that's a meditation modality and I believe in it, but here's what I know. Okay. Especially from coaching as many officers as I have is when your mind is on the hamster wheel, it is almost fucking impossible for you to just, to just quiet your mind and try to meditate and get anywhere. You're not going to, your, your mind's still on that hamster wheel. Here's how, in my opinion, um, how I have been able to stop that. Okay. As I listen and I binge good stuff, I put, I put somebody who's inspiring on, whether it's a book, whether it's a podcast or whether it's a YouTube video and I listen to it and I let them change my channel. I get, and while I'm doing that, this is key. Okay. I'm not laying down. I'm moving because we have to, we have to move. Tony Robbins teaches us that, right? We have to move our, it's like our physiology. That's what he says. Yeah. And, and I go for a walk. Walks have saved me. They've saved my life. Like I, I go for a walk. I just need, you, yours has been motorcycle rides. Mine's is I, I got to go for a walk. And if you can go for the walk in the woods, go down the fucking road, get on the treadmill. It doesn't matter, but you got to move your body because one, it's going to help you with those endorphins that you talk a lot about, Chris. Yeah. Um, but two, it's going to help stimulate your mind. It, it just does. So if you can, I mean, simple, so simple, get off the hamster wheel. And it just means put an inspiring audio book in your fucking ears, listen to a beautiful podcast such as this or mine and, and just go for a walk because what will happen is you're going to slowly change your mind. It's just, you're slowly going to change your mind, you know? And, and, you know, Tony Robbins said something else and, and I'm quoting him because I know we both love him as he always says that, you know, it happens in a second. 
just like that. It's exactly what he says. He goes, a change happens in a second. It takes years for it to happen, right? It, but, but the decision, a change, the decision, to, the, the decision to change just happens in a fucking second and you have to make that decision. And in my opinion, when you're listening to something that's going to change your mind, it just opens your mind. Instead of listening to reality, 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 news, bad news, fucking you know, drill sergeant shit. Listen to something that's inspiring and it's gonna, it's gonna open your mind. Right. And it's gonna, and it's gonna help you to improve and get you closer to making that decision to change. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely have a few things. Yeah. Tony always talks about that. Um, you know, there's a second to change and then it's the taking the action from it. Mm -hmm. So it'll come to you and then it's take instant action around it. And when Mm -hmm. you're on a walk, you can take that instant action and create a plan because you're out there. There's nothing else going on besides what you're listening to. And that's the thing. And this is one thing I just want to say, I'm sorry, Chris, but like you got me on a roll and you know how I go. So (laughs) the thing is, is that like a lot of people like to do this. Cops are notorious for this. We're going to pull car to car and we're going to talk a bunch of shit. I'm going to tell you fucking how my life, how my day fucking sucks. Yeah, all my problems. I'm going to tell you all my problems. Yes. I'm not going to come Everything. up with any solutions. <laughs> I remember being on fucking FTO and all these senior officers would just dump on me. Like mm-hmm. I had like, and I'm like, whoa, like I don't have time for this. I'm not your motherfucking therapist. Like I don't even, I don't even know my head from my ass. I'm trying to figure it out. And you're just, you know, you're telling me your life story and man, like, I'm sorry. Like I remember I had one FTO who almost fucking, he tried, he went into the Lieutenant's office trying to fail me. Because all he would do is tell me his fucking stories and I felt bad and I couldn't think, right? So so here's the thing. When you go for your walks, when you do your thing, don't get on the fucking phone. You don't need to tell anybody your fucking problems. I'm fucking telling you. Can I tell you that I've completely shut my life off from a lot of people in my life? I really don't. I really have shut that off. I do To this day, I do not vent. Venting, there's no fucking venting. I don't want to fucking vent, okay? If I vent you know, it's very short, sweet, and I'm coming up with a solution right after it. That's mm-hmm. me. You know, when I vent, I go vent to the God. I go vent to the universe. I'll get in the shower and be like, God, I'm fucking telling you I'm stressed out and you need to help me. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's my venting because here's the truth, you guys, is nobody has your truth. Nobody can give you the answers. You're going to come up with them. That's it. Nobody ever, ever doing what I'm doing. Everybody told me I could never do it. And everybody told me I'd fail. Every fucking person in my life was like, you're going to teach cops spirituality and you think that they're going to hire you as a coach? Okay, Autumn. And I'm motherfucking doing it. And, and the thing is, is I'm doing it because you want to know why? I unplugged. I, I don't answer my phone. My best friend, she calls me. I love her to pieces, but she gets very minimal time now. Like I don't have time to be on the phone listening to your shit. You know, my my family, I don't call them anymore. When we have get-togethers, that's great, but I don't, I can't let that in my head. Does that make sense? It does make sense, yeah. And, yeah. and, and I think that's honestly like, so important for people. And I just want everyone, everyone everywhere to hear that is like, stop fucking dumping on people. You think it's going to make you feel better to vent, but it's not because nine times out of 10, they, you only feel better if they agree with you. You know what I mean? And, and what's happening when you agree with them, you're just dumping on them. So if you really give a fuck about somebody, don't vent, don't vent. There's no venting. Go vent to the universe. Me me personally. So I, I, I think there's a difference between venting in a negative way and just being authentic. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 
So like, you know, and I know this is where you're coming from and I just wanted to clarify it for anybody because in my head I'm going, oh yeah, and those are just stories and shit in my head. But I just wanted to, just in case there's anybody out there that had similar stuff popping up. When you're venting, you're not telling people all your problems and going, I'm just sticking here. You're telling people, right. okay, I've got this going on, but I'm getting through it. You're, the, you're saying you're in a positive aspect and you're solution based and you're just telling them what's going on yes. so you can get out of yourself. Yes. But you're also going, do you actually have, you know, is there any solutions? Like I know when I did my motorcycle trip, people would be like, oh, what are you up to? And I'd be like, I went through burnout. I was fucking destroyed. I was PTSD, depression, all that kind of stuff. And I'm here making a difference so that I can get through it. And there's, well, a absolutely. there's a difference between going, I've got depression, I've got PTSD and I'm burned out. Yeah. There's a complete difference to going, okay, and I'm, this is what I'm doing about it. Exactly. And you said something very important there is solution-based. There's a difference between like bitching and, and there's a difference between processing, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can process, like there's something, you know, pretty significant going on in my life right now. And I'm like, I like looked at my husband and I'm like, I just need to talk about this for five minutes. Like, this is what's going on. I know that it's a good thing. Like I'm just processing by talking to you. You don't even need to do anything. I just need to get it off my chest, but I'm not like, I have a problem. You need to listen to me and you need to agree with me and you need to figure out a solution for me. You know, there's a very big difference, you know, and it's in honestly, and the question becomes, Autumn, how do, how do I figure out the difference? It's all in how you feel. What's the vibe? If yeah. the vibe is shitty and you feel shitty talking about it, then shut up. And, and you'll figure it out. Like, you know, that's what journaling is for. I'll tell you, I have all my sheepdogs journal, all of them. They mm -hmm. sign up for my program, they buy my coaching, and they buy themselves a journal and they use it because that's a fucking fantastic way for you to get your thoughts out, for you to process. Mm, you get answers. You get answers. Mm. I remember, I remember because I, I journal as well. Not as often as I, there's always the, the, you should journal this and that, and you know, that I know you don't say exactly when you should journal, but you know, I, I feel I should probably journal more, but mm -hmm. when I do journal, I just literally write down everything that's fucking going through my head. And a lot of people, okay. I remember when I was a kid, I used to think journaling was talking about your day and what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it's not, it's actually just getting all those thoughts out so that you can come you, those solutions can come. And I remember one time it was like, why do I keep self-sabotaging? And literally, I just kept writing, mm -hmm. kept writing. And then I got to a stage. My mom gave me some really good advice. She was like, Chris, when you think you're done, write another page or two. Ooh, that's good. Because she's like, when you think you're done, that's when you're just about to get to the nitty gritty. And so literally, oh, yeah. I did that. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I've got it all out. And I'm like, no. She said, when I think I'm done, write two more pages. Okay. And I just literally kept writing. And it came all the way out that... I self-sabotage because I feel like I'm giving up on myself because of an incident of when I was yacht racing at 16 on a boat with just all, all of us kids. And I made one decision. I blame myself. And I just, I keep self I kept self-sabotaging since then. It was like, now that I know it and I know an incident that caused it or I believe caused it. Now I can, I can go, Oh, that's just that thing coming up again. Anytime mm. that I feel like it's coming up. Autumn real quick, because obviously, you know, you're busy. I'm busy. We've got, you know, we want to, not have people, you know, having to listen for three hours, even though we can talk for three hours. We've done it before. Um, <laughs> what would you say um, for people that are wanting to get into first responding or wanting to get into, you know, wanting to prevent themselves from even getting into that stage of getting on? Yeah. Yeah. I'd just go back to like what I said about, you know, not losing yourself. You know, I think, um, I think like what you do with the physical fitness is so huge. And physical fitness just really freaking helps that um, because it, what the reason why it helps, in my opinion, okay, in my experience, is 
because it helps you to like set goals and have something to like um, work towards so that you're kind of out of your own way. You're, you know, again, you're working and doing something bigger than yourself, but it's really about not losing yourself to this job. It is so easy for us to do that. And I know you get in and you're, you know, you're just like, I want to be the best cop and I want you to be the best cop. I really do. But I also want you to be the best version of you because listen, the job, the job, they're hiring you based on who you are. That's like what, that's what everybody fucking forgets here is that it's like, wait a minute, you sat down in an oral board and they fucking got to know you. They read that resume. They hired you. Like they hired Autumn, right? They didn't fucking hire Officer Autumn. Like they can help me become Officer Autumn. They can help that alter ego, but like they also really like Autumn as, you know, who I am and what they see you know, my interests are because as a police officer, you know, first responder, like they, they ask us what our hobbies are and they do the background check and they get to know who you really are. So be, don't lose that. And, and, and why it's so important. And I can say like, um, a lot of spouses, they they love listening to this and they agree so much is because when our spouses go and become police officers and first responders, they come, we see how they come. It's like, wait a minute. I didn't marry you. What the fuck is this person? Who the fuck? You know, and and my husband and I, I'll tell you this, my husband and I, we went through the police academy together and I still, there's some days I'm like, and who are you? Like, who are you? Come back. I need my husband because I am, uh -uh. I am not married to Trooper. I'm married to fucking my husband. He needs to come back. (laughs) It's it's awesome. It's awesome, Autumn, that you say that because I know my wife saw it and I didn't listen to her. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm still me. And I, I can pin, I can take it all the way back to like the first couple of weeks out of college, exploding mm-hmm. at some guy that cut me off because I was Officer Chris. Mm-hmm. I fully, I, I embrace things. When I become them, I embrace them. Like, yeah. and it was, it was, and that's one of the reasons that I burned out so much was because of that same thing. I identified and I just, you know, I picked this up just in our talk now. I identified my whole life as I was a cop. I would go, the things I did off duty, I'd go shooting. And, you know, my dad owns a firearms company here in New Zealand and boarding fire. So he was paying for me to go off shooting because he knows how important it was. He did police academy in the States as well. He's like, you have to constantly do it. So on my days off on my weekends, one day would be off shooting, making sure that I was good. You know, it it wasn't actually doing the things that I loved and enjoyed. It was all about the things that went towards work. And so it's disconnecting, man. It's, it's so important. So yeah, balance, you know, like there's a balance that is a balance to shooting because you need to, I think that's great, but it should be counterbalanced as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. Exactly. So so if anybody's looking for, you know, any first responders that listen or literally anybody, if they're listening and they want to, you know, want to seek out your services because they like, Oh, I really identify with autumn. What, um, you know, how do they get in touch with you? How can they find you? Come and hang out with me at Intuitive Sheepdog on Instagram. I've got a podcast too. It's called Intuitive Sheepdog. I've got a Facebook group called Intuitive Sheepdog. <laughs> um, and, and but wait a minute, I have a website <laughs> that's not Intuitive Sheepdog. It's actually autumnclifford.com. <laughs> so um, yeah, just come hang out. And um, you know, I love what you're doing. I love what we're doing. We're building momentum together. And um, you know, I'm hoping, hoping in five years, we'll be looking back. And we're going to be like, hey, we're, we're finally doing it. We're finally doing big things. Like people are actually listening. Holy yeah, shit. That would, that would, that, it will happen, Autumn. It, it's it totally happen. will. 
it, it totally will. It's just, it's just time. We're just pioneering, you know, we're just the pioneers of this and it's, um, it's fun, right? Cause we get to literally like write, we get to write what we, what we're doing and, and, um, and it, it's a, it's good. So anybody listening that can share this out, we would both greatly appreciate it because we're just trying to get our messages out that are, are both of our messages are bigger than both of us. Yep. That's definitely, definitely true. And I'd like to finish on just one piece of advice you have for viewers, your top piece of advice that you have for viewers or listeners. Oh, geez. I mean, I always have so much that I want everyone to do. <laughs> your top piece of advice is? You know, especially right now in this fucking pandemic epidemic time that we're all going through, here's, here's what I can say. I find myself going on this, you know, social media scroll and this, and I get really down. I get really panic stricken. I get really down. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to number one, stop that bullshit. And I want you to put good stuff. I want you to focus on good stuff. You're listening to this podcast and you're already ahead of the game, but don't get off this podcast and go and scroll on fucking social media. Go listen to another good podcast, good stuff. Keep feeding your brain with good stuff. It is, you know, keep investing in yourself and making yourself better. And I just think that that is honestly the best piece of advice I can give anybody. I mean, fuck, wait, you know, I, there was a statistic that was like, if you go back and forth to work, right, and you're driving like a half an hour there and a half an hour back, so an hour a day, it's like, if you listen to like an like a book, if you listen to a book or if you listen to like really good educational shit, it's like after a year, that's like the equivalent with the amount of hours is the equivalent of getting your doctors or something like that. Like I, I heard that one time and I was like, damn. And ever since I heard that, I was like, I, I listen to music 25% of the time, 75% of the time is something that's feeding my soul, you know? Yeah. So especially, awesome. you know, our officers or first responders driving around, you got nothing, you got nothing but do but time, nothing to fucking listen to. Don't yeah. listen. You know, you've had enough of Def Leppard. Okay. Shut that shit off and fucking. And, and don't, and don't worry about, don't worry about taking it all in because as Tony says, it's net time. You know, it's time. Even if you're listening to it in the background while you're doing something else, you know, on patrol, you're driving around in that, you know, even if, you know, you're driving to work net time, you just, it's in the background subconsciously you'll still hear it mm -hmm. and subconsciously you'll get you get triggered by something you'll be like oh and your your conscious will then pick it will then pick it up yeah and, but yeah exactly. it is you know playing podcasts in the background playing you know i do listen to you know i've tried to listen to podcasts and stuff like that while i work out in the gym i've got to have music so yeah. th there are times where you just you know yourself absolutely you to, i know some people that listen to podcasts and they listen to you know audiobooks while they're training i'm like how the hell do you do it but it's it works for them yeah. So it's, you know, it's finding those times that you can, that you can do it, that, you know, it lifts you up. Um, it's all about Absolutely. Up. Awesome. Autumn. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for, you thank know, you. being on, um, you know, my podcast and, you know, again, we are here to help. We're here to talk to people that have actually, everybody's gone through burnout, everybody, whether they know it or not, they've all gone through it. So we're here to talk to people that have actually used real life tools and, you know, figured things out whether it's the same thing, learned it from somebody else, but they figured things out that they know work because they've used them and they've tried them. Yes. So we're here to pass that knowledge on to other people so that they can use yes. it to help prevent them from, you know, staying in burnout or even going through it again, or even going through it in the first place. If you're a teenager, I'm sure you've gotten burnout in some stage, whether it be school, <laughs> sports, whatever. So, 
you know, it's, it's, it's just all about educating people, mm -hmm. giving people some extra information and some extra knowledge. So again, I want to thank you, Autumn. And um, yeah, Intuitive Sheepdog, go have a listen. Stuff is amazing. I've listened to it since pretty much the beginning. And um, yeah, learned a lot and it helps a lot. So again, thank you very much, Autumn.